0: Hello and welcome to this episode of What's Wellness Podcast, a place where I discuss the physical, energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual components of wellness, as well as your healthy relationships with yourself, with one another, and with the planet. I'm your host, Alia, founder of Alia Yoga and Alia Yoga Academy teacher training and mentorship programs. And I'll start off by saying how sorry I am for the delay between the last released episode and this one. At some point, I'd like to share with you why it has taken me so long to release a new episode, but for now, I just want to share with you the amazing interviews that I have had in queue, many of which were conducted this past spring. For the sake of getting these out to you, I'm going to hold off on wise words of the week until I have a bit more time to put forth. You see, I have been focusing on work that provides me with more financial assistance for my family, which is one of the reasons this podcast has fallen by the wayside. However, there is a way to contribute financially to this show now with a monthly donation of any amount that will help me be able to provide what I hope is inspirational and educational content here. To those of you who participate in Sunshine Yoga, my weekly live virtual donation-based vinyasa-style practice And to those who contribute donations to this podcast, I want to thank you so very much for your support. There is a link in the show notes below to support this podcast with a small monthly donation that I would love for you to take a moment to look at and see if you're inspired to contribute. Now for a brief word about Anchor and then the conversation portion of today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and staying tuned. Well, welcome everybody back to What's Wellness podcast. I'm so excited to have Dr. Lulu here today. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lulu. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on to What's Wellness today. Thank you so much
1: for having me. I am super excited to be here today.
0: (laughs) Me too. And I love your enthusiasm. I would love for you to introduce yourself and also what's wellness look and feel like for you right
1: now? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Lulu Shemek. I'm a naturopathic physician, um, author, botanical formulator. I do lots of different things. (laughs) I'm also the botanical director um, at the Veterans Healing Farm here in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And really my passion is helping people find their joy through health. That's kind of like my my love and joy on this planet. Um, And what I'm doing for wellness right now. I think what I'm really doing is a lot of self-care and nurturing and trying to evaluate my work, (laughs) how much time I'm spending in work and having that balance with my own self-care. And for me, self-care looks like being in nature, spending time with flowers, spending time with plants, hiking on the trails, spending time with my family, really making sure I'm nurturing myself with correct supplements and food. So I've been really spending a lot of time doing that. That's kind of what wellness means for me at this moment, (laughs) but it's always changing. Oh,
0: (laughs) I love that because isn't it like an inside out job, but also being in nature is so therapeutic and healing.
1: Mm, Totally. I find myself like depleted if I don't spend at least five minutes a day. I mean, that's really low for me, but at least five minutes where if I'm having a busy day, you know, I can go outside and just say hello to the plants and feel the sunshine and just breathe in the air. It's really, really therapeutic, but it's also so needed for the cellular function and for um, our emotional and mental well-being.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that's a great segue. I'd love to have you
0: talk to cellular function, genetic Mm -hmm. health, you know, share with us what your uh, specialty is and, and how you help people with their optimum
1: wellness. Sure. Yeah. So my passion is really genetic health, but it's kind of a more broader sense than that. Cause I really work with patients at the cellular function. So, you know, genetics is a big part of that. But when I, if I just tell someone like, Hey, let's look at your cellular function and your DNA and see how everything's working when well, they might have like the, you know, the, the deer in the headlights look. Right. <laughs> so really it's like, optimizing how that cell is working, everything from the DNA to all the aspects of the inside of the cell, to the nucleus, to the mitochondria, which are the powerhouse of the cell. So that's really what I help patients with. And what my passion is, is like looking at from different perspectives about how the cells are functioning. And then, you know, each system in our body, our physical system, let's just say like, let's give three examples, like uh, the brain, (laughs) the adrenals and the heart, which are part of my new book. Um, And so if we look at those specific systems in the body, how are they functioning? How are the cells in those systems functioning? Are they at prime, you know, like optimal function or are they fatigued and failing out or are they so toxic that they can't function? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And it's important
0: for people to be able to learn about their genetics. How do people learn about that
1: and DNA? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I hear a lot from uh, patients and other people in general, you know, there's a little bit of a fear factor, I think that comes with the genetics because, you know, oh, I don't want everyone to know my my DNA makeup or have it be broadcast all around the planet. But if we look at it from the health perspective, it can give us so much information especially when we're looking at it from a systematic point of view. So when I work with patients with genetics, I do specific genetic testing from a health perspective on the system. So let's say I'm doing digestive health. I'll run a panel and look at all of the DNA within that specific system. How is your body metabolizing? How is your body detoxifying? And so it really gives a different Viewpoints like you're getting this super amazing um, microscope and magnifying glass, right? Which you, you know we usually we can't see, mm-hmm. and so we're getting in and seeing and how the body's working. But actually, the main thing too is what's turned on and what's turned off, right? We want to make sure, like, oh, like a good, great example is vitamin D. Some people. Um, have an actual genetic mutation in which they are not able to absorb vitamin D. And they're like, oh, I take, you know, I take so much vitamin D and my numbers are still really low. What's happening? And so that is a great example of when we look at the genetics, like, oh, your genetic makeup is not allowing you to absorb vitamin D. We need to do something else to help you get the vitamin D in, in a different way. Does that make sense? Yes. Wow.
0: Fascinating. So that could be a genetic component for people who are chronically low or deficient in certain vitamins and minerals.
1: Totally yes, and so that's kind of like what can open up the um, the doorway or the perspective for patients and listeners. It's like you don't need to be afraid of your genetics, but think of it as an empowering tool, which re- then can help you to have more optimal health, but and also prevent things further down the road. It's not you know a map of defining how things are going to be. I think that's the other kind of aspect of genetics. People are afraid of like, oh, if I have this mutation, this means I'm going to get this disease. Mm -hmm. It's not the black and white like that. It's actually a much broader like preventative scope where we can see like, oh, this is what's happening in your system. What can we bring on actually to help you have optimal function? I
0: love that. And this may be taking words right out of your mouth, but I imagine that by learning about your genetics and DNA, it's going to empower people to take charge of their own health.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is exactly right. And you know, it I've seen people just have like these aha moments when it comes to learning about their genetics because sometimes they'll feel, you know, guilty about something or, you know, like, oh, they just work, work, work hard to, let's say, let's use anxiety as an example. You know, oh, I just, I can't get over being anxious. I just feel like I'm anxious all the time. And I've tried every single thing that I can think of. Well, then we look at the genetics and we can see that there's specific factors that are affecting their anxiety. And then they just feel this like sense of relief.
0: Mm, Wow. So is that a blood test? Do you do fecal
1: tests? How do you look at the genetics? It's through um, saliva. So you do, yeah, you'll take a, it looks like a kind of like a (laughs) Mm Q-tip and you, you, uh, the patient does it themselves. Uh, You will uh, order the kit and then have it sent to the patient Um, and they'll swab the inside of the mouth, the buccal membrane, um, and then put it back into this little, like, you know, vial and then send it off. It's just so, it's like, it's a super, super easy test and saliva testing in general is really easy. So no blood, no urine or no fecal matter are involved.
0: I love that it's non-invasive. You can do it yourself.
1: Yeah, it's great. And, you know, we're moving into a new era of lab testing. I've seen it kind of develop over the past, I would say, like two years, where we're really starting to empower patients to be able to do a lot more testing on their own and choose those tests and then also do a lot less invasive tests where we can use urine and which, you know, is not really invasive Mm -hmm. um, and, (laughs) and saliva to do at home testing.
0: Awesome. Would you share a little bit of knowledge about how this relates also to epigenetics? Like when we're under chronic stress, how some genes can be expressed?
1: Sure. Yeah. So with epigenetics, you can think of, I like to talk about it as your body is this like big bucket. And so when we are functioning at proper, like optimal health, everything goes into the bucket and like flows out easily, right? It's got all the tubes are open or the spigots. But when we start to have like epigenetic factors come into play, environmental stressors, um, let's say like pollution or um, chronic stress, when things start to get loaded into that bucket, that bucket becomes more and more full. And then it's not able to empty either properly or at all. And so then those genes start to be turned on and off because they're not able to function properly. It's like the cells become overloaded. And the, when we have a cell, so if you can think about the um, shape of a cell, that beautiful like round structure and all the organelles within the cell, when that cell is happy, right, it's going to make another replication of that cell in that super happy place, right? Like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I have two happy cells. And then they can further multiply. But when we have a lot of factors that are contributing to a toxic environment, we then have a toxic cell and that cell has mutated organelles or mutated DNA or dysfunctioning aspects of the cell, then it replicates that cell. And so then you are having all of these different aspects of cells recreated that you don't want. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So do you see a lot of that in patients? these days?
1: Yeah. You know, what I've been seeing more and more is, especially I would say since COVID um, has kind of um, taken place on the planet, a lot of people are much more affected by chronic stress than they have been in the past. So that's one aspect of, you know, kind of like that epigenetic function and also all the different functions in the system, but also because pollutants have become a lot more like invasive in our environment, I guess is a good way to say it, or, you know, like impactful in our, because we just, there's so many toxins we have to deal with on like an everyday basis. And so our bodies are just kind of overloaded and that has a long-term downstream side effect. Of
0: course.
1: That makes so much sense. It's it's important for people
0: to be aware of. It's more than just the food you eat or how you're exercising and moving your body. It's the air you breathe. It's the quality of your sleep. It's how much stress, physical, chemical, emotional stress that your body is experiencing from day to day. And that can compound on itself
1: hmm Yes, it totally can. And, you know, that's why it's so important to do either daily to- detoxification. I myself do that with green juicing and specific supplements. And, you know, you can do it with um, sweating and sauna or exercising, but doing some type of daily detoxification is really key. Some type of sweating, <laughs> you know, and if you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't really sweat, that is something that you need to work on to help your body to release those toxins on a daily basis.
0: Super great suggestion. And you <laughs> at the beginning of our chat you mentioned about adrenal burnout and how stress affects different cellular systems of the body, but why do people
1: experience adrenal burnout? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, so you know when adrenal burnout happens, it's really because Okay, so you're experiencing daily stress and you're able to handle it. Okay. You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, I'm able to go along and do my life and everything's rosy. And then you have some more stress factors come in. Maybe things like uh, finance or um, staying at home all the time or, you know, taking care of your kids or, you know, the stresses start to compound. When those stresses start to compound, it's much harder to have to bounce back in the, the parasympathetic mode. So the sympathetic mode is when we're running from the bear and we're, you know, trying to have that adrenaline rush, So what's happening is we're living more in this adrenaline rush, um, and we're not turning into the the parasympathetic mode, which is the resting and digesting. So we're staying in this chronic state of sympathetic mode, which then causes the adrenal glands because they um, control our stress hormone cortisol. And so they're like, pushing out too much cortisol all the time. It just never have a break. So then those adrenal glands, we call it adrenal fatigue. They get kind of like tired out, you know, they just want to lay on the beach and take a vacation. (laughs) Um, And which is what part of adrenal restoration is about is rehabbing, relaxing, restoring, managing your stress. It's so
0: important to talk about that because we live in this society that's be busy, go, 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 do more. It's never enough. And I feel that pressure a lot. I've actually experienced adrenal burnout. I was a professional athlete for a number of years and my speed was go fast and I don't know if you've heard this about me, but I was diagnosed with SIBO a number of years ago. And my naturopathic doctor said, until you downregulate your nervous system, you're not going to get rid of that infection in your small intestine. And I said, Well, I teach yoga and meditation. I know how to downregulate. She goes, Clearly not, because you don't rest.
1: Oh. Mm. <laughs> 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 right? Yes. When we go, 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 our body doesn't rest, 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 you know? And like you said, you you hit it right on the, the nail on the head. We're living in this fast paced world, everything is fast paced. And we were becoming, you know, more trained, <laughs> unfortunately, to live in the fast paced world. But on the same, the flip side of that is that there's becoming a lot more awareness to how important it is to have restoration. And I think there's been so many positive things that have come out of the pandemic. And I've seen that's a huge one. I think people have had this a great awareness shift of what their life was before. And now they, they're like, well, you know, myself personally, um, I was running a clinic with 18 practitioners. Um, and when COVID happened, I was, I was like, okay, I need to shut this down so that I can, you know, still function. So I moved my practice to my home and I swear I still am and see pra- uh, patients virtually in that way. But it's been such an amazing eye-opening experience for me for how much more time I have to take care of myself. Um, And I think that is really key, which we're seeing. So many people like, oh, I have more time to do this. How can I shift my, my work or how can I shift my daily life to take care of myself more? Truly.
0: I think that's one of the positives that has come out of this whole experience that we've all been through. I heard someone say recently, same, oh, let me get this right. We're all in the same storm, but we're
1: in a different boat. (laughs) That's right. And we're all on our own individual path or boat all the time. We're just sailing on our sea, you know, trying to figure out how we can find the best joy and happiness along on that boat ride.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So are there, let's say, herbs, foods, supplements, suggestions that you may have for people to look into to help support the adrenals?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That is one of my favorite things that I work with patients with is fatigue. I think it's because I would say probably like 95% of my patients come to me with fatigue because it's a huge aspect of chronic illness. So they always have that underlying aspect. So, okay. As far as herbs, I have a few favorites, of course. Um, I love ginseng. Ginseng or or eleuthrococcus is a wonderful herb for chronic fatigue. It really helps when you're just like, you just can't even feel like you can function and get through the day. It helps to rehab that really chronic uh, fatigue. So that's a really great one. Um, I love adding in holy basil or tulsi because that's like the happy plant. (laughs) You know, it's a um, um, yeah, and it just has this wonderful vibration of energy and love. It helps. It's an adaptogen. It helps us adapt to stress, and it helps our body to adapt to the, like the intake of other herbs. It's like a, a helper herb, <laughs> um, and so the, that's a really great combination. I just love those two, and then also rhodiola. Rhodiola is wonderful. It's got this the berinness <laughs> it's really sweet in its way that it goes into the cells um it's this beautiful yellow flower and i don't know it just is really it's really nurturing that's the word i'm looking for it's very nurturing in the way that it helps support the body in dealing with fatigue so those i would say my top 3 Herbs. As far as supplements go, now let's just talk about like vitamins because that's that's easy. Instead of um, talking about major combinations, so okay. of course having like a great B complex is really key because B12 and B6 are going to help with energy. And there's different forms of B vitamins. I always recommend a liposomal or liquid form, and that is because when you have adrenal fatigue, it's almost I would say not 100%, but I see almost every patient have a correlation with the gut. And so when we're talking about the gut and adrenal fatigue, it's because of the gut-brain connection. And if we think about our gut not working properly and we're taking supplements, we don't want to be flushing them down the drain. We're not absorbing them. So if we take something that is liquid or liposomal, then it's absorbed right into the mouth, right into the bloodstream and bypasses the gut. (laughs) So in that aspect, that's really key. Another supplement I really like is vitamin D. Now vitamin D is really important because it's going to help um, the cells with energy and immune function. Really key for adrenal fatigue because your body's immune system is on overdrive because you have this chronic stress, which is sending out this inflammatory immune response for the cell. So the immune cells say, oh my gosh, there's, there's something going on. I better send out my immune factory, my immune cells, my natural killer cells, my lymphocytes. I need to get to the job. And so when, that's why it's really common to see chronic um, illness like, oh, I have a cold and I, I just can't kick it. And so vitamin D helps support the immune system, but it also helps with depression. And depression is linked very um, commonly as well with chronic fatigue. So those are like two, you know, there's so many different supplements. I could go, I could talk for like two hours on all of the, the, the protocols I have for <laughs> <laughs> chronic fatigue. What was, there was no one other thing that you asked me, was it? Uh, Maybe foods, mm. but I think you shared
0: mm. some foods, the holy basil, but are there others?
1: Yeah. So when we're talking about foods and, chronic fatigue I, let's talk about the ones to avoid I think that's okay. more key. so you want to make sure that you're avoiding sugar and sugar is key because our adrenal glands they function with salt sugar and sex so those that's the, the function of the adrenal gland. So when we are eating too many um, refined sugars or a lot of sugar in the diet, what happens is it sends our uh, kind of the wrong message to the adrenal, adrenal glands, because they are functioning on balancing sugar. So if you're eating too much sugar, it's kind of this roller coaster effect. It sends you into a hypoglycemic state. And then you'll have this up and down of blood sugar, which can send you into plummets of not feeling good and having that, you know, that crash of energy. So that's a really right. key one to avoid for sure. And then stimulants. So caffeine is really important to avoid because it will send your adrenal glands again into this rush of um. Not a true sense of energy. And so then you're going to have an even bigger crash on the other side. So
0: interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so foods you want to eat are whole foods. Tons of veggies and fruits are really key. Having a whole foods diet, avoiding uh, processed foods, um, and sometimes I'll have patients avoid dairy and gluten um, and grains in the beginning. It really depends on the patient. But if they're in a really inflamed state, I'll, I'll take out for a little while the inflammatory foods, but I really want to focus on having someone eat Frequently throughout the day, having six small meals is really helpful because it will balance the blood sugar and give you energy throughout the day. Hmm.
0: So powerful. And it sounds like by following a protocol like this with removing sugar, removing caffeine if possible, eating this more plant-based whole food and integrating that into your lifestyle... Would you agree that this will also help with detoxification, even anti-aging, will boost your brain power? I mean, it's going to help (laughs) optimize your wellness from every angle.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. And of course, I didn't mention water, (laughs) but water is really key. Hydration um, helps the cells to function. We have our intracellular fluid and our extracellular fluid. And when we're drinking water, it allows the cells to detoxify. So it opens up that detoxification pathway and helps to hydrate the cells, which then helps our skin be full and beautiful and helps with anti-aging. So yes, helping support the adrenal system has long-term Benefits for the rest of the systems, De- detoxification, stress, neurotransmitters, brain, it's all connected.
0: Now, you said something about how sugar, salt, and sex affect the adrenals. Mm -hmm. What about salt and what about sex? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, you know how sometimes, um, I think you mentioned earlier that you had suffered from um, adrenal fatigue in the past. And did you have any salt and sugar cravings yourself during that time? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. So our um, adrenal glands, when it comes to salt, they control aldosterone, which balances our blood pressure. And it's very common for people suffering from adrenal fatigue to have either low or high blood pressure. It's because those adrenal glands are having to compensate. So you'll have that salt craving because your body is trying to adjust the um, homeostasis in the system. Um, So that's one thing that's, that's that salt connection. And then the sex is that our adrenal glands also control hormones. So they control um, estrogen um, and progesterone. And so when it comes to our hormones, they're highly connected to the to chronic fatigue and how the adrenals function. So it's often that I'll see patients that will have um, adrenal fatigue that will have also have hormonal balances, whether that um, or hormonal imbalance. And that can be from having um, irregular cycles or having uh, heavy periods or having really hard PMS. You know, there's lots of different aspects of that. Mm. Wow.
0: So I apologize for my dog, Bailey, uh, chiming in right there. (laughs) And uh, I'm wondering if so is salt important to have in your diet to support your adrenals or it's better to
1: limit your salt? It actually is really important. So I I always recommend that when patients are going through um, adrenal fatigue and starting adrenal restoration, that they're having some great celtic sea salt and adding that into their water every day that mm. and what that does is it helps your body to actually absorb the water better so that's one key and then also it's going to help the um, send a message to the adrenal glands that they don't need to overwork themselves
0: okay well i'm so excited about that that's something new i hadn't uh known before. I'm learning something from you. Thank you for that information because I make something and drink it every day. It's called sole water. Have you heard of sole water?
1: No, what's that?
0: So it's pretty simple. You need a glass jar with a plastic lid, no metal to avoid corrosion, and pink Himalayan salt or Celtic salt. Any type of salt that's not been bleached, so not your table salt, but real good, high mineral content salt. And I would take in a about a gallon jug or glass jar, maybe a quarter a cup of. I use pink Himalayan salt and then fresh water, filtered water or whatever water that you drink. And you give it a little shake, you leave it overnight so that the the idea is the water molecules absorb the minerals from the salt and there should be a light dusting of salt at the bottom that way you know that the water molecules have been fully absorbed with the minerals. And I take about a tablespoon or so of that solution in a big glass with fresh water, about 16, 20 ounces of water. And I drink that
1: every morning on an empty stomach. Mm, That's great. Yeah. So you're giving those adrenals the energy and the charge they need.
0: Yeah, I've definitely noticed an increase in energy. It's detoxifying. It's gentle because it helps me go to the bathroom, but I have some digestive challenges and certain things cause so much pain. My challenge is things cause a lot of pain. And so I, I try to be very gentle in my approach because my system can be quite sensitive. So I've found that drinking this Sole water every morning has really helped with detox. And it sounds like it's supporting my adrenals and it helps get things
1: moving gently, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yes. And that's key. You know, having a healthy bowel system is 100% important. <laughs>
0: Are there any suggestions that you have for people like myself who have some challenges in that department?
1: Sure. Yeah. So specifically, are you talking about for a uh, constipation and moving the bowel system? Yeah. And,
0: and mm-hmm. the, Beyond that, also how that helps to detoxify
1: your body. Mm, yeah, sure. Okay, so um, first, when I see patients with digestive disorders or digest- digestive dysfunction, um, what I would do first is to do a stool analysis test to really see what kind of bacteria is in the gut and if it's there's dysbiosis, if it's not functioning properly right? Um, and how the microbiome is. So that's like number one. Um, now, you, you might not be doing that necessarily. You might be just looking for some quick tips, right? Some help for that situation, the, the dysfunction um, uh, of the gut. So in regards to having a healthy bowel system and having regular movements daily, a lot of my patients have constipation, and that there's a, usually an emotional component to that. That's what I've seen probably within like at least 75% of my patients. Some patients have had constipation since they were little kids. Um, and so there's always a, an emotional component. And so one, we have to address the emotional component and that can be, you know, looking back and seeing when did it happen? What was going on at that time? And then from there, from the physical aspect, there needs to be some poop retraining. <laughs> um, and so that involves or, or, you know, poop hygiene. I don't know how, what you, how you want me to say it, but poop retraining, I guess, is what, how I talk to my patients about it. So that involves... Sitting on the toilet at the same time every day, even if you don't have the urge to go, um, is number one. And you don't need to sit there for like an eternity, but you want to give yourself some time and relax. And um, the what's the name of the little stool? Squatty potty. Yeah, the squatty. Thank you. The squatty potty. Um, I find that patients that use the squatty potty really have a lot of help with that because then it will elevate their pelvis and help them to have, be able to have an easier bowel movement. So yes. hydration is key. Number one, you need to be drinking at least half your weight um, in ounces per day of water. And I would say most people don't do that, even though they think that they're doing it, they don't. So you have to have some kind of regime where you're keeping track of that Two, doing some bowel retraining. So sitting on the toilet um, every day, the same time in the morning when you get up and just retraining your bowels to have that notion that they're supposed to function. Um, Sometimes I'll need to bring on some natural herbs and laxatives to help get things moving in the beginning. But that's not something that I ever want my patients to be doing long-term because we want the bowels to be functioning on their own, right? And so what I have found with patients with chronic constipation specifically, is that we have to work on that emotional component, that physical component, and then try some different things to kind of like jumpstart the system. And then also adding in probiotics is really key because it's going to help bring in the good bacteria, help the gut to move. Um, I love castor oil packs because that helps decrease inflammation of the gut. Um, Those are probably my key ones that I'll usually start out with.
0: (laughs) Do you see people low in magnesium or that magnesium helps people as well?
1: Yeah. Magnesium, you know, a lot of people um, are deficient in magnesium. I'll do a a macronutrient uh, test and I find it's very common. And so what I'll do is have patients take magnesium at night before bed. And sometimes also in the morning when they get up, if they're really having some constipation issues, it'll also help with sleep. Um, And a lot of patients that have constipation issues also have insomnia. It's a correlated because of that stress. And the magnesium will also help with the sleep.
0: I'm so glad you hit on those topics because for sure, for myself personally, the emotional factor has been huge. And sleep has been a challenge for me my entire life. And finding the balance between Exercise, movement, proper nutrition, hydration, and also letting go of the rigid control or the stress that I can feel sometimes, even fear around what certain foods may cause to my system, if it's pain or or if it's gonna be fine. You know, all those components go into how you digest. And one thing that I've noticed is if I can digest my emotions, my
1: feelings. I can digest my food. Mm, Yeah, that's so true. So key. And you know, one thing that I love that you said was the letting go. And I, you know, it's like we're trying to release that stool. And when there is something that you're holding on to when you're having constipation, your body is holding on, whether that's emotionally or physically, because it doesn't have what it needs on that daily basis.
0: Absolutely. So listeners, if you're going through something like this, if you're experiencing constipation or problems with your digestion, I'd invite you to think about what's happening in your life right now or what has happened in your life prior that you're having a hard time digesting. And I don't mean food, I mean experiences.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really key.
0: So Dr. Lulu, I want to share about your new book. I'm so excited, Detox, Nourish, activate can you tell us about plant and vibrational medicine for energy mood and love? sure
1: I'd love to so the um, the book is coming out um, it's already for pre-order on Amazon and it's coming out the end of um, April I can't believe it um, yay <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay! Um, so the focus of the book so detox nourish and activate that's DNA you know the first letters of each of those words Ooh. so the whole book is all about DNA DNA, and it is about how to activate your DNA, how to nourish your DNA, how to detox your DNA with three major systems. So you mentioned energy, that's the adrenal glands, mood is the brain, and love is the heart. So throughout the whole book, um, those are the three systems that are addressed. And then there's 11 specific modalities or interventions for each of those systems. And that is from herbs to crystals to aromatherapy to meditation to mudras. Um, so each system talks you through how to use those things as like a guide to help your system to heal whether it's needing detoxing, nourishing or activating. And you look in the book and you can find which one you need, or maybe you need all of those. Um, and you can, you're can you guided through the specific aspects of the book. And to heal yourself, it's really like an introspective of, he, of your own healing, self-healing. Um, and there's also meditations in the book that are linked. So you'll say you're working on um, Nourishing the Heart. You'll click on the link and it will take you to the actual audio meditation to really guide you through an aspect of opening up the heart center. So it's really an all-encompassing book about opening up the system and really guiding you through optimal health. Wow.
0: (laughs) You said guide. I love that word. It sounds like a guidebook for self-healing. It totally is. (laughs) Thank you for writing this and putting it out into the world. I'll have a link for everyone in the show notes below to order Dr. Lulu's book. And please let us know when you do and what you've learned from it. I'm so excited for you. And I could talk to you for hours. I mean, you have such a excited energy. You're so encouraging and, and optimistic. I want to have you back on the show sometime in the future to talk more about DNA on a cellular level and also brain power because that's super important for accessing unlimited potential. Oh,
1: sure. I would love that. Yeah. And we could just focus the whole show on brain power. we as humans (laughs) on this planet are really just now really tapping into our full potential when it comes to the brain. And so there's so many different ways that we can turn on the brain. And I think that it's just one of my most favorite and fascinating aspects of health.
0: Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, let's definitely do that because I'd love to give it the amount of time that it needs and deserves. But in the meantime, would you be willing to share how people can get in touch with you if they want to work with you, your website, your Instagram, just all of the ways that people can
1: connect? Sure, yeah. So my website is super easy. It's doc, D-O-C-L-U-L-U.com. And from there, it, um, you can easily book an appointment with me, or, uh, do a free 15-minute discovery call. And that's a way for both of us, us to meet and see if we're going to be a good pair to work together because working with me is a commitment it's it's a journey to help you on your road to optimal health. And so I'm the partner on that journey, but I'm I'm the the catalyst to help moving forward. So I like to have that meeting first to just see how we're gonna work together. Um, And there's a little button on the top of my website that says book a session, and that's the easiest way to do that. Um, I also have lots of different programs that I'm running throughout the year based on my four kind of niches that I run. So that's hormonal health, adrenal health with thyroid, gut health, and genetics. So I'm always running and detoxification. Those are kind of the keys. So I'm always doing different ones around that. So if that's something that you're looking for listeners out there in the world, keep an eye on that. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'm posting stuff every day about ways to improve your health, um, how to have more energy, herbs you can use, supplements, how your DNA is functioning. Um, and of course, I have my own podcast too, the genetic genius, where I talk all about health with different people all around the planet. So those are some great ways to find me. <laughs> Awesome. And are you willing to share your email? Oh sure. Sorry. Yes. Um, so it's Dr. Lulu Shimmick, nd at gmail.com. So you can put that in the show notes awesome. so for the spelling, I think would be the easiest.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So at Dr. Lulu on Instagram, <laughs> yep. at the genetic genius on Instagram. Check out the Genetic Genius Podcast. I'll have all of these linked below in the show notes for easy navigation. And Dr. Lulu, you're such a delight. I've had a perma smile. I've learned so much talking with you. And I'd love to close our conversation with one final question. What's something
1: you feel grateful for today? (laughs) Well, I was able Mm -hmm. to go out and work at the farm that I work at running the botanical garden, the medicinal garden there. Today was my first day of the season, and I just was so happy to be with all of the herbal plants, and it was sunny, and I'm so grateful for the farm and the work that I do with the veterans and the opportunity that I have to teach veterans how to improve their health through medicinal plants.
0: Wow.
1: Amazing.
0: That's really incredible. Thank you for doing Mm -hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Well, it brings me such joy and I, yeah, I love it. awesome.
0: Well, I would love to have you back on the show sometime in the near future. You're such a joy and a wealth of knowledge. So listeners go check out Dr. Lulu, pre-order her book. It'll be out the end of April. And it's been such an honor and a privilege, a pleasure to have you on What's Wellness today. Thank Thank you you so
1: much for having me. And I look forward to coming back and talking all about brain health. (laughs)
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview, and although the format for this episode was a little bit different than what you may have been used to in the past, I'm just so pleased to finally release this interview and hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, or requests, please email me, Alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A H L I A. Please be sure to follow along on Instagram with me at What's Wellness Podcast and at Alia Yoga. You can tune in to audio recordings of my classes through my other podcast simply called Alia Yoga and purchase the video recordings from my website, which is, you guessed it, aliyayoga.com forward slash shop. Thank you once again for tuning in today. Be kind to yourselves and to one another, and have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. Until next time, be well.